Hello and welcome back to E-Commerce Uncovered. I'm your host, Matt Lady. Every week I talk to people that are way smarter than me, way more interesting, and have a lot of good e-commerce knowledge that they want to drop and share with you all. Today, this week, we have Bailey Cooper from Sharma Brands. She's a senior brand manager, but does a bunch of really cool different stuff. And she's here to talk all about brand launches. Bailey, how the hell are you? Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. I'm great. How are you? I'm amazing. I am uh, pumped up. I didn't even need coffee, apparently, this morning. I just got all <laughs> all hype, hype, hype all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So talk to me about brand launches and, like, where do we even begin? What, like, what do brands get right? What do they get wrong? Where you guys do all sorts of services at Sharma Brands, from managing yeah. to advising, but... Let's start with brand launches. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so we have um, actually launched quite a few brands in the past year, which has been both incredibly exciting and incredibly stressful. Um, but one of the biggest key takeaways that we've gathered over the last few months um, is how important it is early on to establish your brand. And I know that sounds so simple and so like common sense, but we're in this, we're kind of in this like space now where a lot of the products that are coming out are the same or they're very sim similar. And it's kind of like how I think about it, like, um, like if you're buying water, are you, you know, some people are going to, going to go for that smart water while some people are going to go for the Dasani and exactly. Yeah. So it's, so that's like the start. And I think in something that we've seen, um, a lot of brands kind of skip that step and they think that, Oh, I've got a cool product. I've got cool branding, uh, like aesthetically and, um, let's run Facebook ads. And so they just think that like running the Facebook ads is going to be the key. And no, you need to, you know, Facebook ads are great for, you know, acquiring customers and getting your name out there. But at the end of the day, if there's no full brand foundation to lean back on, no one's going to feel emotionally connected to you. No one's going to be interested in your brand because there is going to be one or two other brands that offer very similar um, products, but you need to make your experience and your messaging and your mission super unique and solid so that they have something that like they feel a part of. Um, and it's hard. Yeah, it, it's hard. Yeah, brand launches, um, brand launches, brand foundations, hard. It's not easy. Uh, it's the, no. probably the toughest part to get to get right. Yeah, yeah. And we even we were working on um, we were going to watch launch an internal brand, um, last year. And we tried to, we tried to speed through that branding process and it totally backfired. And, you know, like two months later, we're totally at the start, you know, the, the, the starting line. <laughs> um, and, and we've seen it with some clients too. Like they just, they don't take enough time to really build up that, brand ethos and that um that connection to the customer and then they're like well why isn't anyone buying us and it's like because you know xyz is treating their customers so much better and giving them such a better experience um so so yeah so it's it's 
a struggle, but when you nail it, it's, it's great. <laughs> um, very helpful. Yeah. So establishing, getting that foundation, right. The messaging, the purpose, the story, mm-hmm. the product. And, yeah. All that. It's all that. And like, also you take kind of, and I'm all about the customer. I think that's where we're all moving toward anyway. Um, because at the end of the day, the people more likely to purchase from you are your past customers. Um, and so, so some exercises that we do when we're when we're launching a brand or helping a launch is we we think, okay, your consumers. We have like a list of questions, anything from who would their alter ego be? Um, what would they protest? What would they retweet on Twitter? What type of hotel do they stay in when they travel? What would their phone background be? And you just like all these like, crazy like things about a person's life and you just kind of start to mold that and you're going to start to see common hopefully if you're doing it right <laughs> you're going to start to see common commonalities and common themes and that will help you shape your messaging and your branding because um at the end of the day you're communicating to your customers so <laughs> you need to make sure that you fully understand their personas um yeah. 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 Sweet. So got to, got to listen to them, got to talk to them and got to think mm-hmm. beyond just the first purchase. Like, uh, right. just a pretty obvious point, but, uh, and very simple, but I want to just going to highlight it again is that the people most likely to purchase from you are the past customers. We mm-hmm. often forget that. And people in the beginning stages do often forget that they're just like, I want right. new customers. I want no more people. I want more instead of you could get right. more from less people. And that's one of like the easiest things, um, in my opinion, that a smaller brand can do is leverage those. Like if every time um, you make a sale, email that, per- email di- that person directly. Um, it could just a plain text email. Maybe you introduce yourself as a founder. You thank them for their, your per- their purchase. Tell them about who you are. That's like the easiest way to get someone to be like, oh my God, this is, wow, what a great, what a great brand. What a great person behind this to take the time out of their day to write me this note. Um, and so, and yeah, just like communicating with your customers, especially early on is going to be huge because they're going to be the ones who are getting the first impression of your brand and your product. So you obviously want to hear that. And then we all know word of mouth is like the most effective, you know, way to get around. So, um, you know, making, making your, your brand something that people want to talk about. And I think early on, that's extremely important. Um, and really making sure you're demonstrating who you guys are, what you're selling and how important it is in your life and why you can benefit from it. Um, so yeah, see, now I forget why I started that sentence. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) But yeah, but yeah, um, it's all about, yeah, the, just like I, like you, like you're saying, like the, the repeat customers, um, and in order to build that early on, you want to build that community and that goes back to building your brand. Um, and yeah really listening, asking questions, um, because they're going to be the ones that are really championing, champ, championing for you. <laughs> um, 
um, moving forward. Um, so, so yeah, you know, thank them, ask them questions, get their feedback, all of that. And it makes them feel like a valuable part of the company too. Um, which is cool. People love to give their, I was a social media manager, my last gig. So I was doing a lot of, um, I talked to a lot of customers and they loved the idea of being a part of, you know, what's the next flavor going to be? What's, and it, it just feels more exclusive to them. Um, and then they end up posting so much more for you, you know? So, so yeah. What you touched on, uh, again is the word of mouth and it's, it's so simple. It's old as time. It's, mm -hmm. uh, before Facebook, before the internet, it's just people talking to people mm -hmm. and we trust and listen to people around us in our lives. And that's the mm -hmm. same on the internet. We, we value so, someone's opinion because they have a lot of followers and other people like them and they like their content or like the, the way they say things. If we can eat, if you, if brand founders, early stage people focus on making it easy for them to want to share and be, and mm -hmm. be involved in the process and mm -hmm give more than you take from them. So I think, mm -hmm. I think that's all good stuff to get, get us started on a foundation. So if I'm, if I'm listening, I've been listening to the show for a while. I'm like, Oh, cool. This is neat. Maybe I want to start my own brand. Like, or maybe Bailey, there's a brand that you've always wanted to start. What, what are mm -hmm. the, like, what are the pieces? What are the, what are the assets? What are the things you're mm -hmm. thinking about as you're getting ready for a brand launch? How much time do you yeah. need? Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> you all, you always need more time than you think, I've learned. Not necessarily your fault. It could be everyone else you're working with. Um, but um, so I would say, so when I first think of an idea, or when you first think of an idea, you obviously want to make sure that people are going to be interested in it. Um, and so one way of doing that is comes through with landing pages. And, um, for example, we've, we've done them where it's kind of like a splash page and, um, we bring them and so how do I want to explain this? So you go to the landing page and basically it's going to say something like, um, sign up. It'll give a little bit about the brand, but it, your brand isn't like launched yet. So you don't have that much information. So you just give like a little teaser, um, you know, why benefits. And then you might say like, you know, join our wait list or sign up for our newsletter. Um, to, you know, like sign up for a newsletter and you'll receive a free XYZ at launch, stuff like that. Um, and then starting to drive ads and like pushing ads out, directing to that landing page. And then you'll start to see if people start signing up and showing interest in it, then you, you might have something going on. Um, and then, you know, in that sense, once you realize like I got something or you're, and maybe you didn't even do the landing page strategy, maybe you're just, I've, I've heard so many people, uh, stories of just founders hearing from all corners of their life, you need to do this, you need to do this. And then they finally do it, you know? So there's that too. Um, but to start, I mean, you have to, there are, there, there are tons of different, you got to get your fulfillment <laughs> set up. You got to get, 
you know, your packaging. Um, you want to figure out what I'm, I'm assuming most people listening are going to start out on BDC um, and retail comes later. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, figuring out your packaging, how that's going to look, how is the unboxing experience going to be? What's your customer service experience going to be like? Um, you know, marketing, PR, brand collaborations, it's a whole, and, and, and so you start to, you start to phase it out. I mean, you know, the first, the first phase is, you know, concepting the product and, and making sure, you know, the design is, is, um, useful and efficient and that kind of stuff. Um, we really come in more once that's done. And the brand is now either we've we've come on in different places. We've come on when they've already had um, like some sort of agency working with them, and then we come in and help optimize that and 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 go the the extra the last month until launch. Um, but we help, yeah. So we'll look at your website, make sure that's optimized. You know, your homepage is clear. Your messaging is clear. You never want the person to have to really search for what you're selling. Yes. Um, and that's like, that's the, that's, I mean, one of the biggest points with, you know, web conversion is like, you want it clear, concise, right there. Um, so we help with that. And then you start to think about um, the, the overall experience. So like I said before, that's like um, packaging. Are you going to have, and uh, you know, a lot of companies nowadays are thinking of eco-friendly. Is your packaging going to do that? Is it going to be custom boxes, custom tape? Are you going to have inserts? Like, there's all that, and that's really important because that is the first time your customer interacts with your product in your brand in real life, most likely. Um, and and that's why, it, like, people love. Um, unboxings because you you're it's like you're meeting your friend for the first time you're meeting that brand for the first time and it's like they're give they're welcoming you into their world giving yes. you a hug and you want that to be a great experience like nothing is worse than receiving something you're so excited about and then it either being damaged or you, you, I don't, or even just like not, not a great experience. You know, yeah. you might be expecting something. Oh, I'm so excited to get this new water bottle. I don't know. I just looking around. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, and see now I just lost my train of thought again. But, but you um, want to make sure that first experience is, is really, first impressions mean everything. Yeah. 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 And, um, and then you want to think about, okay, now that they've gotten the product, you want to think about what type of flows you're going to put them through afterwards. Um, and when I say flows, I'm thinking, talking mostly email or SMS. Um, you know, we see after, it's so easy for, for you to just, you know, receive the order and, you know, go on with your day. But the consumer has more to their journey. And it starts with, I mean, it starts with, you know, the introduction to the brand, but it really does start once they have it in their hands, because that's when they're going to use it and, and make their, and make their decision and inform their opinion. So, um, so yeah, so that's like huge. Um, 
And then... So that's the... uh, I'm going to jump in and uh, recap real quick and then... Yes, please. Kind of of get you onto the next next phase here. Um, So think about the entire experience as you're going. Uh, I I keep bringing this up on, uh, on a couple different episodes, but we are, as brand founders, owners, people working on brands, we're so close to the brand and product. Every mm-hmm. day, it's on our minds all the time. The customer, mm-hmm. especially new customers, they see the the site. They saw an ad like for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Clear, not clever. Just very mm-hmm. clear proposition. What this is, who it's for, and why. Why me? Mm-hmm. That's all amazing stuff. And then there's so many pieces. Uh, the landing page, yeah. uh, the 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 product, the packaging, the inserts. Lots of stuff there. All stuff to consider. Yeah. Make a good first impression. You want a full-on real hug. You don't want an awkward side hug at the end right. of the first date, and it's like, ah, oh, that didn't go as well. Ah, yep. crap. Yep. Um, like that, that's you're screwed. They're not going to come back. You're not going to get a second date. You're not going to get a second purchase. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's that's all good so far. So we have all those things in place. Like we are all ready. <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we talked to Sharma brands, we worked with whoever <laughs> and we're, we're ready to go. Well, how, how do you go about, um, and what are the pieces involved for actually like day of launch, um, or the night before launch, like night before mm-hmm. Christmas, right? Like what's the night yeah, before yeah, yeah. launch? Oh, well, it is a lot of, you know, QA making sure that the site has, every button's clicking and it's leading to where it's supposed to be. Every form is, you know, you, if you have to submit your email, you know, that gets registered correctly. Um, That's like one of the biggest things we do test orders. So make sure you, you know, hopefully you're done with your website a few weeks before launch so that you have time to find these bugs and make these last minute changes. But you'll want to put in test orders to make sure that everything's hooked up correctly and that your customer will receive their order. Um, and yeah, it's just like a lot of tying up loose ends. We want to make sure, obviously, launching with press is great. So if you have any press lined up for launch day, you know, making sure that that's all set, that um you know, the editor doesn't need anything further from your team, your PR team doesn't need anything. Um, and, you know, it, expecting that. And then if you are getting press, you're going to want to, you know, leverage that. Um, and, and then also obviously prepping your social strategy for launch um, is, is, is huge. So I would say that's. Yeah. Um, sorry to jump, jump in, but when you say I was cool, when you get press, you have PR, you want to leverage that. How else can we and think about reusing that or repurposing that or extending that press coverage rather than just yeah. new brand launched and then it's like the one day yeah. and done? Like what right. what do we do after that? Yeah, so so there are a few things. Um if you hopefully your 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 piece has a lot of good content and quotes. Um, and something that we've seen actually work well in the ad space is taking, pulling out those quotes, maybe it's a sentence or two, um, and making a static um, with that quote and the publisher's logo. So you see that social proof um, and running that um, 
as ads or just as content, whether you're posting it on your feed, um, because that is, you know, and I, and I, I always say like, Instagram is like the new homepage. Are you, you're, you're like breaking up. Can you hear me? No. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, I can still hear you, uh, with this. It'll be, it'll be kind of funky sometimes if there's the internet issues, but it'll still keep recording. So, okay. I just wanted uh, to make sure I wasn't yeah. frozen. No, no, you're, you're totally okay. good. Uh, I, I just try to be super silent cause usually I'm such an active listener. I'm like, uh-huh, Oh no, it yeah, was like, uh-huh, it was yeah, all yeah, pixely. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was all pixely. So I wanted to make sure that I didn't lose you. Okay. No, you're, you're all um, good. Okay. So back to, um, PR. Instagram um, is the new homepage. Instagram. Oh yeah. Instagram is the new homepage. So Um, I definitely recommend having all of your press living on your page, whether it's in a highlights um, and on feed, because, you know, when people do see those publications, it does give them some sort of credibility. It does give the um, brand credibility. Um, And then really like using, using that press to, to generate um, interest in, like I would use for like partnerships, brand partnerships or influencers, you know, if, if you have a great piece of content and you have this influencer that you really want to work with, um, you know, send them the piece of content, say, I, you know, I really think that you would, you know, be interested in this, um, would love to hear your thoughts, blah, 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 you know, stuff like that. Um, but just really amplifying and then, um, Oh, you know, if you get into roundups and stuff like that, that's just all evergreen content um, that you can repurpose. You can make, if you wanted to add, you know, to your email flow, something about, you know, your press hits, you know, those go there too. Um, so it's not just, you can repurpose that content yep. in, in a few different ways. Yeah. And I think that's just, I think I'm so glad that you kind of went into it more and gave some really good examples is that, don't just one and done things with your brand. You don't have enough time and resources right. to just do things once and then like forget about it. Just mm-hmm. oh, that love that in the f- email flow. That that someone's gonna see that and that's gonna push them over the edge versus a testimonial from some random customer mm-hmm. potentially, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. love love that. How do we how do we go about brand launches? Um, uh, and then. W- we have the brand, the brand launched and it's after mm-hmm. day one, we, we browsing success, whatever that means for you. Right. What are the next steps or what are the next pieces and what are you guys thinking about? Like, what are you advising founders on mm-hmm. to, what to do next? What are you guys doing on your mm-hmm. side? All that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so this is, so a few things come to mind first, um, when I'm just thinking of brands we've worked with. So, if we start to think if after a few weeks, you know, we want to start to test maybe is pricing a barrier, for example, is my, is my beverage too expensive? You might, so then we might think, okay, let's run three different tests. Um, maybe your variety pack is at uh, 10% off here, 25% off here, 35% off here. Then we route it, you know, target a bunch of different people and see which one you know, converts best. And if we see that people, um, 
are converting a lot. If, if the low, the ten percent off is converting very highly, then we're like, okay, maybe pricing isn't a barrier. Um, so doing that, and and that goes with pricing. It could also go with messaging. I know, I always use this example um, because I was so mind blown um, when we launched Judy, um, which which is an emergency preparedness kit and brand. Um, they their their biggest um thing was that all of these kits are assembled and designed by experts whether disaster management experts um weather climate meteorologists like that type of stuff we really thought that that was going to be the driver for the consumer to be like oh wow it's okay i can trust this it's it was made by by professionals but after like i would say two months i started to go into the comments whether they were on instagram or reviews um on our site and i started to notice no one was talking about the experts no one was like i feel so safe with this because i know it was made by people i can trust it wasn't any of that it was all about the organization of the kit because they're incredibly organized and labeled very well and everything has its own spot it was they were talking about the peace of mind it gives just knowing that it's in the house in just in case and so seeing this in over and over again i mean this wasn't just like one or two comments this was very this was a theme and so i had to think okay maybe what's getting people to buy and i mean what what is getting people to love judy is this peace of mind aspect this convenience this organization it's not as much as who put it together. Um, and so and so then you go and you test that different messaging. Um, and so yeah, so that's what we do and and we'll start we'll start running offers. So we you know we want to kind of see like what is the highest AOV we can you know squeeze out. So we might think like let's do um, a special bundle. Let's do if there's merch with your product, um, stuff like that, um, and 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 running those offers, um, and seeing how those Sweet. hit. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's really cool. I'm gonna just bring up the messaging point again, and I think it's so so good, and that's such a clear example that uh, <laughs> it happens a lot for brands is mm -hmm. this oh expertise and research and science and. Especially the when average... you're you're involved in making yeah, it. you're like oh, oh my, I have the best product, <laughs> um, and then everyone else is like, what is no that? one cares, and yeah. and and like, I don't know about no one cares, but it's more peace of mind, organized, mm -hmm. like you know, yeah, that, those those and things when... like it's like you're it's benefiting them. You're you're sharing, exactly. yeah. Yep. And that's when you can look at, that's like the biggest difference when you look at those two message messaging angles is, is this one is product focused. And then the second one is customer focused. And clearly that is the one that resonates across the board. Um, so yeah, that's like huge messaging. Yeah. Yeah. Message clear over clever. So, um, you start talking, you, you just start talking about like offers and increasing AOV. And again, for people, uh, average order value, we want to increase that because uh, paid ads only continue to get more expensive 
and it costs more to acquire customers. And so the higher the AOV, the more you can spend and still keep profitability. Where do landing pages come into play with those offers versus just product page testing? Yeah, so the the cool thing about landing pages is that it's essentially like a micro site is how I think about it. Um, and when I come across an offer, so say it's like get 25% off the variety pack. I've never seen this company before. I don't know anything about it. If I was just brought strictly to the product page, okay, I'm getting, I I know what the product is, but I'm not getting that full brand experience. And I then am in, in more inclined to start clicking around the website to learn more. And then I'm clicked off the product page. And so now I'm distracted and there's a good chance that I'm going to you know, get distracted by something in the house or, or I'm going to just like forget about it. Whereas and get distracted and I, I'll get into like a rabbit hole of like the story and then Oh, but I heard about this brand and that. But having a landing page, the point is, you don't want to drive the consumer anywhere else. Everything they need to know is on this page. And the and it's like, whether it's well, I, the way we structure it is, you know, you have your deal or your offer, whatever it is, um, and it and it should very closely match the ad that is driving to the landing page because nothing's more annoying than clicking on something and it not being what you, you know. So, um, sorry, something's coming in. So you click on um, the ad, it brings you to the landing page. So you want your hero to be um, that offer and and you know, uh, a picture, a photo of the product. And then you immediately want to get into um, why the consumer needs this. You know, what, why is this benefiting you? And, you know, whereas a product page doesn't really do that. Like me, you know, they are getting, they're getting better. Um, But, but a lot of times it's just a simple description of the product, maybe how it works, the ingredients. And then you're kind of like on your own, um, to figure out how it, how it's really benefiting you. So if you're giving the consumer that right up front, um, that's a really good way for them to decide, oh, I need this in my life. Um, and then you want to put the offer right right there on the table. Um, and then and then after that, you would so that's the, that's like the most important part, three sections of the landing page is your hero, obviously above the fold because, you know, a lot of people just drop off right right away. So you want to make sure that that copy is really enticing and your visuals are are beautiful. Um, and then you really hit your main be- uh, value props right off the bat. And then hopefully at that point, your consumer with the the mix of the ad that they were served and and this um, landing page, if maybe they're convinced to buy now. If they're not let's give them some more information. So then that's where you get into, I mean, you can do anything from comparison charts. You know, some brands love to just fully call out their competitor and be, and compare. And um, that's, a re- that's a really great um, tool because it's very easy to digest and stuff. Um, so yeah, making sure that you, you, you clearly, you know, convey why and how you're different than your competitors um, it's a huge advantage. 
Um, you want to make sure that you have, so sometimes you, you can't launch with reviews necessarily. Um, but if you can gather some reviews from whether they're like Instagram DMs or anything that you can just manually put up on this, on your landing page, um, to show some social proof and some more and the same goes with press quotes and press bars. And, um, I would, I would recommend putting one of these, whether it's, um, like a fantastic review, um, from a real person, or maybe it's just a press bar with a bunch of logos, having that toward the top, whether it's right after the hero or just right below the shop section, um, is also pretty key because, you know, that builds credibility. Um, but basically, the rest of the landing page is just to give give the fluff. I think about it um, kind of like how news articles are written, where they have the most important pieces of information at the top. It's exactly what the reader wants to know. And then if you want to learn more and, and be convinced and you need a little bit more persuade, persuasion, convincing, whatever, um, uh, that's, that's where this extra content comes in. So sometimes... Um, you know, a brand story is really, um, a really big part of that is the founder story. So you might want to highlight the founder story on this page. So you're really bringing in all the different aspects of your brand onto this. It's like a one cheater. Um, and that way, you know, you're not losing the consumer to an, another page. You're everyone's, everything is right here. It's very easy to navigate. And, and you're just more likely to, to get that conversion with all of this information right where it is. You don't, you're not, it's, Nick loves to use this expression of like, um, you want to be like walking your customer down the red carpet. Like you don't want them to have to do any work. Um, and that's really the premise of landing pages is like, you're not doing any work. You just click onto it and you know, you start to read, um, you read. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I'm going <laughs> to jump in there now too. That's excellent of let don't, they don't have to do anything. It's, they don't have to go search, uh, mm -hmm. the really good point about the comparison tables. Uh, you don't want to make them go Google the, like this versus this, Exactly. just, just give it to them there. Yep. Especially because what happens when they start to Google and then maybe they find a competitor, you know, you want to just give it to them straight right there. Um, definitely. Yeah. I love that one. That That's, and again, calling back to the near the beginning of the, uh, we were talking is the press repurposing that the press quotes on mm -hmm. the landing page. Oh yeah. On the landing uh, page. Yeah. yeah. That was great. Um, and then it's all in one spot that we can scroll on our phones. <laughs> like it's just mm -hmm. there. Right. Like that's, that's really important. It's mobile friendly. And, um, the hero at the top is just clear. Mm -hmm. they, they know exactly what they're getting into and it matches and think as a media buyer, I thank you for the ad to landing <laughs> page experience being on point. Yeah. It's, uh, it's so true. Yeah. Okay. So then where, what, <laughs> if, if things are going well and, mm -hmm. and, things going well, meaning there's sales, there's increase, there's growth, you're ordering more mm -hmm. on your next purchase order, you're getting more inventory. At what point do you start to think about other products? Or is it other channels? 
Like, yeah. what, how do you guys start to think about what's next? Like, is it depending on the brand founder? You know, yeah. Would love to yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it depends on, yeah, I guess, I guess per brand, it would, it, it's pretty um, different. Um, but as far as like food and beverage goes, or we'll start with beverage, like pushing new flavors is definitely something that you want to keep top of mind. Um, because people are just going to be like, oh, they only have two flavors. Like there's no novelty to that. And there's no reason for them to keep coming back. Um, so if you're in, yeah, food and beverage, I would definitely always in the back of my head, keep that in mind. And, and I mean, that is how your company, your business is going to grow. You're going to add more SKUs, more flavors, um, stuff like that. And then, um, like in terms of, I'll use Judy, for example, um, we, so we had started with the emergency kits. Um, but we realized that there's more, more can be done in the emergency space. And one idea was a generator, like a portable generator. Um, and so, and so that, and I mean, that took a year over a year to even, you know, concept and stuff, but I think it was seeing a mix of the reactions from the consumers about peace of mind. Um, also hearing, um, listen to your customers, you know, a lot of people, um, for example, like, you know, lose power, whether it's a storm or maybe like, you know, someone, you know, crashed into the telephone pole and it knocked down, you know, things happen randomly and they happen unexpectedly and, and going with that theme and that message, shaping your products to fit in with that and fit in with that lifestyle. Um, and so, yeah, that was like launching the, the power station. Um, they also launched some feedback was, um, bigger kits. So they, um, launched like a six person kit. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's really listening to your customers, getting a good pulse on, on how, how everything's going, how you're, you know, are you, you want to make sure that your first few um, new products are like exciting and good. Um, so, so yeah, I guess it just depends on, on where you are at and what your goals are as a company at the end of the day. Um, Definitely. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's all good. Uh, that was a kind of a open-ended question and uh, I like where you took it especially I just want to point out like the flavors yeah of beverage like it's good maybe someone likes really likes Olipop this one flavor Mm -hmm. and they just fuck they just have it for two years straight but like Mm -hmm. (laughs) more people more more commonly than not people like variety they like changing things up and having multiple options so Mm -hmm. um, how do we then kind of I guess that's a good, it leads me to my next thing. And again, we're going to start landing the plane, slowing down, uh, next couple questions here, but, um, how do we then re, uh, with new flavors that come out, do you have a separate new product launch strategy or is it pretty similar to new brand launches and you kind of just use different pieces of the puzzle? Hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, uh, no, I think 
it's its own strategy. Incorporate. Uh, I've never been asked that before. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I guess I just think of launches in a very similar. I mean, you you've already launched the brand, so mm-hmm. at this point, you've gotten your messaging down and all of that down. Um, so I would say, yeah, you want to focus now. Okay. This is a new product. Um, is this going to perform on a better on a different channel? Um, are there, is this something, is this a new, something where we can target a new audience? Maybe we can target moms with this. Um, and yeah, look to see if your audience differs, um, from your other SKUs and your other products. Um, yeah. And just keep building on that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like I said, like I've been saying this whole time, really listen to the customer. Um, but but yeah, um, and with new product launches, utilize past partnerships that you've had that have done well. You know, if there's an influencer ambassador that really resonates with your brand and has really loved working with you, like leverage that um, and stuff like that. Yeah, sweet. So treat it like a mini brand launch you're not doing everything all over again but right st- still concept of hype and like testing and yeah, getting it all ready and you might need to and then you know you might need to complete maybe your packaging maybe you know you're launching a new product and not a new flavor and so you need to rework how it's boxed um so yeah so depending on on all of those details there are different steps um so yeah yeah um how do how do we how do we reward past customers? There's so many times, uh, and I'm partially guilty of this as a media buyer. Like we mm. so much focus on acquisition, new customers, acquisition. Here's a discount code. Here's twenty. Here's thirty. Take the product for free. Like we just want to get yeah, yeah, literally. Uh, but it's like how how do we? I think brand launch, uh, not brand launches. New product launches, new flavor launches are an interesting, really good opportunity to reward your past customers. But how, what are some ways uh, that we can do that? Like, is it like through email, through SMS, through social? How have you guys gotten people involved? Yeah, yeah. I would say email and SMS definitely came to mind first. Um, Those are, and even um, that a lot of companies have found success with um, Facebook groups. Um, or any type of community where it's it's a little bit more exclusive, um, and in the in those forums you can post um, like something something fun to do would be if you're if Olipop's launching their next flavor, maybe all the people who all subscribers um, get an early access twenty four hour early access to the brand new product. Um, yeah, maybe we make a link that is only accessible if you click the link and, you know, and you share it with them. So making sure that they, um, giving that like exclusivity, um, aspect to it makes the consumer feel part of your brand, um, and like in the know. Um, and that's, that's always fun. No one likes FOMO. Yeah. Um, You're you're causing FOMO from the other people by giving them these other people exclusivity. Right, right. Um, so yeah, and then um, uh, every now and then, you, you know, you'll 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 figure out your flows, but 
but you want to you want to be marketing more your emails should not only be discounts and offers they should be there should be content surrounding your brand i'll use a judy example again their emails are fire um highly recommend subscribing to them um but they'll go into it's you know national preparedness month it's hurricane season and it's not as much pushing the product where it's educating the customer and keeping that open conversation and that dialogue is really important um another example is three ships beauty has a great um email flow um after i received my product i got nine and i know that sounds like a lot nine emails afterwards i think it was nine nine does sound like a lot but but each one was catered to a specific either step in the routine or about like every email i had i found value in and as a consumer i appreciated that no one likes to just be thrown a million discounts especially when you've already bought from them so so yeah so giving those exclusive you know sneak peeks um whether you're you're offering you know a special discount um um stuff like that and then and and if you can you know say you know thank your consumers thank your customers one thing that i did as a social media manager when people would dm in or like tag us in a story i would um dm them back a video of me saying hey thank you so much for posting like we're so excited you love it like blah 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 um and that's another thing that like people like oh they acknowledged me <laughs> yes like we're friends like people felt like they were friends with the social like the 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 ba- mm-hmm. brand's profile um and and that was another way of 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 acknowledging them yeah yeah that's a great social strategy just try to make internet friends <laughs> just yeah. try to uh, go from stranger to friend uh yeah. that's that's awesome <laughs> yeah that's great so uh and three ships is a great example i've seen that all those on twitter i haven't gotten my own mm-hmm. uh, skincare routine yet from them but uh <laughs> uh someday um so and and it's really important you mentioned is like they they did the nine emails or whatever it is wasn't all wasn't discounts wasn't buy this more stuff it was just right educating and story and really mm-hmm. like tailored content to you mm-hmm. and like right. and also and when i got and now this i just remembered when i when i received the package i also got an sms message and it was like the delivery confirmation but then it was like hey it's lily from three ships um we're so excited for your new order if you have absolutely any questions um about you know how to apply it what time of day to use it like and they give you a whole bunch of examples like please you know text us back and we'll, and we'll help you right away and and that was also something where i was like oh okay like <laughs> i am i'm not a skincare expert but i have three ships there if i need if Text i have away. questions yeah yep yeah, no, that's that's really good. And um, the last thing I'll mention about what you just recently said was the video, like DM replies and like those quick messages, like things that don't scale, uh, especially in the early days. You just you just should probably do stuff like that. It it goes yeah. a long way. It adds up. It's a potential mm-hmm. lifelong customer yeah, for totally. potentially a minute of your time. <laughs> yeah, no, I've have I have friends um, launching an app it's called pepper 
Um, and they're, they're in that stage right now where they, they were responding to every single person who has posted and like saying thank you and whatever. But now it's becoming a little bit too, because they were doing it and it worked. It started to it started to scale. And so now they're like, this is a little overwhelming, but you need to put in that extra effort to make the customer feel seen in order for them to, to want to reciprocate that. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's, um, yes, that <laughs> you get it, that the whole point is it doesn't scale and <laughs> you get to a point mm -hmm. where you're, you can use other tactics, other channels, hire other people, bring more people on and get more resources. So uh, I think that's a great way to wrap up. And Bailey, I want to really thank you for your time. Where can people learn more about you, the work you guys do, uh, what they want to follow up with you and like your Twitter famousness? Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, um, twitter.com slash Bailey Cooper, B-A-I-L-E-E. -E. Um, same with Instagram, um, sharmabrands.com. Um, hopefully we're going to get a facelift on that website soon, but in the meantime, you can, you can learn a bit more about us there. Um, yeah. Follow us on Instagram at Sharma Brands, Twitter, all that good stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Really appreciate your time and talking all about brand launches and listening to your customers. So thank you and everyone else for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you next week.